I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. The thing about hip-hop uh, today is it's smart. It's insightful. The, the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is, is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not going to be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. Yes, yes, y'all. Peace and love, everyone. It's your man Manny Faces rocking with you uh, live. Live and direct from beautiful Brick City, Newark, New Jersey. Check one, two, check one, two. I hope that you hear me and see me clearly. If you're listening on the podcast feed, you don't know what I'm talking about. You've been getting podcast episodes of Hip Hop Can Save America for some time. They're nice, in-depth, long, uh, well-produced, well-edited interviews with incredible people using hip hop in innovative and inspiring and often surprising ways in areas like education, health and wellness, science and technology, politics, activism, and social justice, uh, spirituality, the fine arts, a lot of different ways that we uh, have seen hip hop being used to uplift humanity and improve society. Uh, That's my job. My name is Manny Faces, the conductor of this ride. And I uh, welcome you to the live version of Hip Hop Can Save America, the podcast. Again, on the podcast feed, you're not used to this. So bear with me. Stick around for a little bit. Uh, What I'm doing is Monday through Thursday for the entire month of September 2020, starting today, I'll be going live at 1 p.m. Eastern every day on social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, uh, not Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and Twitch, which I have, don't think anyone follows me on Twitch, but follow me on Twitch if you're there. In any event, uh, live with a special guest every day. So that's like 16 guests over the next four weeks. So you're still going to get guests. You're still going to get interviews. There's going to be a little bit of, little bit of uh, you know, commentary that I'm going to offer up. I'm going to put you onto a couple of really cool, innovative hip hop things in the news. And then we're going to talk to a, a dope guest. Starting with, as you can see on the screen here, see if you're watching, you can see this, but if you're podcasting it, you'll read it. So either way, you know, Silent Night, um, my man, my mellow, he uh, works with me on a number of projects, but most importantly, uh, he's an artist extraordinaire. He's a front man of a great band, the band called Fuse. He's an Innocence Project ambassador. 
And again, the project we work on, he's an artist in residence for the Newsbeat podcast. So uh, all of these things is why Silent Night is the inaugural guest. He is a uh, fantastic member of humanity, uh, but an artistic, creative, you know, kind of genius. Uh, you know, I don't want to like we use the term crazy, but uh, so we'll be talking to Silent Night in a few minutes again. These episodes will all go to the podcast feed. I'm now talking to the viewers. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I love that you're hitting me here. Say hi in the chat room. I can see your comments. Please say hi. Let me know you hear me, see me, feel me, smell me, taste me. Let me know everything's good to go. And uh, we'll be doing this Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, an all new episode of the more traditional Hip Hop Can Save America. So a full length kind of edited sit down interview with somebody, again, doing this great work in hip hop. Chilo, I see you. Thank you. Uh, and you get shout outs if you're watching live and, and commenting live. So that's cool. The podcast folks don't get that. So we'll have that special bonus every Friday. So even if you're a traditional podcast listener and you're like, I really like the long sit down. I don't like when Manny just talks off the top of his head. Cool. I got you every Friday. Stick with me. Stick with the feed. HipHopCanSaveAmerica.com for all information, past episodes, links to subscribe, uh, how to contact us, how to get this cool shirt. I mean, we got a little merch action happening. If you feel like uh, checking that out, I appreciate it. So once again, Monday through Thursday, Hip Hop Can Save America Live right here on wherever you're checking me out. I wanted to do this. I'll just give you a very, very brief. You may not know me. If you do, I've been doing this for a long time. Whether it's been through podcasting, uh, going live is not new to me. For three years, from about 2011 to 2014, I started a podcast. This is a long time ago, before podcasting was really, you know, big, uh, called the New York Hip Hop Report. It was an extension of Birthplace Magazine, which was an online publication that I created, both of which to document the mostly independent, but sometimes mainstream music, hip hop music scene in and around New York City. This was at a time when they said New York hip hop was dead. But in fact, New York hip hop was quite alive and quite well. And it lived primarily in the independent spaces that littered the city. Litter is not a good word, but you know what I mean. Uh, that uh, dotted the city and then the surrounding boroughs. I was on Long Island at the time. So shouts to my six borough folks in Long Island and Jersey. <clears throat> During that time, I discovered not only was there great independent artists, one of which is going to be my guest today, Silent Night from the band called Fuse. Uh, not only were there great independent artists that were out there really creating uh, incredible work, uh, creative work, progressive hip hop, the rest of the country was trying to sound like the rest of the country. And New York started to do some of the same. But a lot of people didn't. But they weren't stuck in the old days. They were doing some real good new stuff. So I started talking about and, and documenting those folks. Eventually, I also stumbled upon a lot of people who were using hip hop in really innovative ways. <clears throat> so not just artists, but uh, organizations, educators, teaching artists. Uh, again, activists, people who are on the ground, uh, shouts to Rebel Diaz and uh, RDAC, shouts to, you know, people working uh, in the education field, shouts to Science Genius and, you know, a bunch of different things that I was coming across that really made it obvious to me that, number one, while New York hip hop was still way more betterer than most people in the world thought, uh, there was a lot of other things happening in this city that looked at, that exemplified hip hop culturally what what a impressive uh, amount of uplifting and improving humanity could be done through hip-hop 
Of course, then I realized this is also past New York. It's nationwide. It's worldwide. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I expanded the operations. I said, look, I'm going to do this uh, nonprofit called the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy, which I started. And I started doing podcasting and writing that was more aligned with that concept, that hip hop can save America. And what does that mean? It's not the only thing that can save America. We need a lot of things. <laughs> we need a lot more now than when I first started this damn thing. But what it means is that there are qualities and uh, methodology and people that are at their core hip-hop. They are hip-hop. They embody hip-hop. They may not be artists, rappers, DJs, you know, graph dancers. They may not be an artist, but they're no less hip-hop. And they are doing things in areas like education, science and technology, shouts to hip-hop hacks. I, I'm going to do this throughout this whole series. I'm just going to name an organization drop. And I'm going to want you guys to follow up with what I'm talking about. All of these organizations and individuals are super important. They're doing super good, important work. They are largely underrepresented. And they are largely undocumented, underdocumented. You won't find a lot of hip hop media talking about the people doing this work. So that became my job. And here I am. Once again, my name is Manny Faces. You will find me here doing this Monday through Thursday. If you're just tuning in, Monday through Thursday for the month of September, one o'clock Eastern sharp. So come join me. We're going to have guests. I got a guest coming up soon. Uh, and it's all to further that mission that the people who are using hip hop in innovative, inspiring, and helpful ways, they're not new. They're not, this isn't theoretical. If you've been listening to the podcast, and I do recommend you go back and binge to some of the other episodes, we've had educators that have receipts. OGs in the game, Dr. Gloria Ladson Billings, Dr. Bettina Love, uh, who also works in hip hop civics training. They, they don't teach you civics in school anymore. Uh, people don't know about the election process. They don't know about government. And you see some of that, uh, the effects of that in our political discourse because we're not being taught. Our kids aren't being taught. But through hip hop, we can learn these things through hip hop workshops hip-hop-oriented workshops, just talking about Dialect and, and Pam, who run financial literacy workshops that incorporate hip-hop. Science Genius, again, the great program by Dr. Chris Emden and uh, uh, Dr. Adzapong and, and others who are using hip-hop in science classrooms across the country for years to improve students' understanding and mastery of the sciences. It's happening. This is not, this is, so this is how you go back and listen to the episodes. You'll find out that when we talk about hip hop, I want to make sure that we don't stop the conversation at the barbershop talk, top five, today's music versus old music. All that stuff is relevant and important and we can have those discussions. But if we're not talking about how hip hop music and culture and ethos and lifestyle is being used in all these other areas, then we're doing a disservice to the young people who could be greatly and are being greatly affected and improved by these tactics. So across this series and across the whole podcast, my job is to make sure we all know about the people that are doing this work. That leads to today. 
kicking it off, it's one of the most uh, important intersections to me with this whole thing, because I, I, I dabble in it in, in several different ways, hip hop and politics slash activism slash social justice. I do a talk, a lecture, I go out and I speak. And one of the things I've talked about is, is this ongoing intersection of hip hop and social justice. We know that from its roots, it's been a movement of social justice, just in its nature. And then through the years, the music represented that. We had artists that were on the radio representing sort of this uh, fight the power, this fight for social justice. And it came through the music. And then at some point, the the record industry and the music industry decided, for whatever reasons, I could guess a few, that this isn't what we're doing anymore. We're not focusing on this as part of our business model. <laughs> And then a few years ago, uh, in, in my talk, I mentioned a few years ago, Questlove from The Roots went on Instagram and lamented this fact that there aren't a lot of protest musics out there. We don't have artists on the radio that are, and he was pointing to all musicians, but he did kind of, you know, it was lean towards hip hop, that we don't have artists that do that anymore. And I, and he put on a face and a lot of, yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Questlove. Yeah, no doubt. It's not like it used to be. And I took great offense at that. Because I had been working with independent artists that were not only doing that kind of music, but doing that kind of work out there on the streets from Rebel Diaz again, Tef Poe, you know, Immortal Technique, uh, La Tere. Uh, you know, I, I could go down the list of artists that were actually artist activists, artists doing the work. More recent Genesis B, uh, just, you know, a lot of people out there doing the work as artists. And I thought that that was a disservice to paint all of music as ineffective at dealing with social justice, unless we had songs on the radio, unless Jay-Z was dropping a super woke song that made it to, you know, all the clear channels. So I talk about that. <clears throat> and in my work, I want to highlight the people that do that kind of work. That being said, one of the ways that I do that is through a podcast called Newsbeat. We're going to talk about that a little bit in a few minutes because we are going to switch and bring on our first inaugural guest to talk more about this intersection of hip hop, music, culture, and social justice. My man, my mellow, Silent Night. How are you, sir? What up, what up, what up? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you, thank you. How are you? How are you, sir? I'm doing uh, as well as can be expected with a thousand windows open and 17 screens and making sure that I'm sounding good and looking good and tasting good for the audience. So I'm doing well. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you for having me on here. An overall guest, an overall guest. I'm yeah, man. I mean, you already know uh, how much I know you and worked with you uh, and, and respect you as an artist, as a, as a advocate for great things uh, and as a friend. So it, it was a no brainer. I wanted to, friendly face to make sure that you know i didn't screw this up uh too badly um happy belated birthday oh thank you sir thank you yes, sir. how'd you know it was my birthday no yeah well, uh fa face facebook told me so <laughs> otherwise i'd have no idea uh so where can we start you do a lot of the your screen here says that you do a lot of things uh so if that's it, true if, that's if you true. see it on the internet it must be true <laughs> um you are uh an mc an artist uh that's Roughly true. New Jersey, New York kind of nomad in uh, non-COVID times. Uh, so Definitely. you represent those um, 
those areas. And you've been doing this for quite a long time. You're also the front man of the great band called Fuse. We see the logo in the background. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and, and again, you're the artist uh, in residence for the Newsbeat podcast. Let's start with, among other things, an Innocence Project ambassador. We're going to get into all that. Let's just start with, real quick, and this is very brief. This isn't a full-length you know, uh, uh, interview, um, but your background, how long you've been an artist, how long you've been putting out music on a semi-professional to professional level? Uh, I would say that's been about... 13 years which is insane to me <laughs> but um uh 13 years ago i would say i should say i put out my first full-length album and that was uh it's called hunger strike and at the same time put it out um raucous records had a campaign called raucous 50 mm. and i was uh a part of that program you know a part of that campaign so well, some other big names on raucous back then Oh uh, yeah, a lot, a lot. You know, I grew, I grew up. First of all, I grew up listening to like the big, big names on Rockets, so it was already like a dream come true, honor for me to be even uh, associated with that name, with the with the razor blade, with the logo. You know, um, and uh, so it was really cool. You know, they they put out my album digitally, and I put out my album independently myself, the the physical album, and this was uh, around a time when um, web um, forums were popping. You know, before right, the blogs right. and stuff like that. So thankfully. Um, with the help of uh, my man DJ Ko and uh, and a bunch of other people, um, we you know we, we got some some name producers on there, some name guests on there. You know, on the Hunger Strike album had Sean Price on there, had Ayatollah, have Illmind, have Pumpkinhead, Superstition, the Beat Miners. Um, so with that, with with those uh, um, supporting cast, with that supporting cast, we was able to get it in into record stores in Europe and the U.S. and mm. Asia and stuff, and was able to get. Um, you know, and people were talking about it on the forums and stuff. And then through there, once the blog started popping, the early days of some of the big hip hop blogs, I was blessed to have them, you know, already kind of have an ear out. And then they started promoting and stuff like that. So I'm definitely thankful to have years, uh, um, you know, under my belt of releasing music, um, you know, releasing solo music. And then a few years after that, started working with the band called Fuse. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. There's a lot, so a lot, a bunch of solo music, a bunch, um, a few band called Fuse albums, yep. so many shows, you know, uh, even just, you know, from rocking with DJs, which I was amped when I got to do, but then starting to rock with the band, with the full live band was amazing. You know, tell, tell me about the band called Fuse. Uh, how long have y'all been together as a unit and tell me about the lineup. This is when I talked in the beginning of the show, I think you heard about how New York hip hop was, you know, kind of largely written off for a bunch of years. Uh, there was so little attention being paid to the incredible underground independent scene. Now, a lot of people think underground independent is just a bunch of really bad rappers <laughs> trying, to, trying to make it, you know, in the music business. And, you know, and we've seen some of that happen, too. Uh, but there were there's staple series that happened in and around New York City for like that are some are still going on in, in, in one incarnation or the other. I'm talking about end of the week. 20 something years i'm talking about freestyle mondays 20 you know to almost 20 years and and the lineup was no slouch either tell me about the band called fuse and the lineup and how you guys were proving my point all those years that there was incredible talent and musicianship and progressiveness in the new york city hip-hop scene in the 2000 and you know tens yeah absolutely absolutely we started the lineup actually 10 years ago this year um, so we're coming upon that, coming upon the anniversary very soon. Um, we started it. I remember it was a conversation with me, X and Toast from the band pretty much. 
and um, just having a place where we can all build like work on live music together basically create music together some of the stuff that we did at the lineups or some of the jams that we did would end up becoming actual band called few songs or hooks or things like that um the energy of the live shows was already amazing so we just love that cypher feel too like you know we would have featured guests but we'd also have uh, we would always open it up you know we'd have a producer maybe play a beat and then the band starts building off of that um and just have just very organic have um singers producers and everybody yeah um, producers and everybody just jump in i always love that because you always brought like you open it wasn't like it's our show we're gonna rock like you did rock but you always had you know featured guests and then you had djs uh some really good one one really really good dj started rocking with y'all for a <laughs> while um you know uh so uh and shouts to dj hanzi uh, also yes. uh the other dj and of course i dj for the band called fuse for the lineup in its later years in the early days y'all were rocking every week you guys were putting out all kind of uh you know, music and collaborations. It was just a fantastic scene, man. Anyone who knows the lineup knows that it was like, it was like family and new people were welcome and new people stumbled across every, every, uh, every week and then every month. And now 10 years later, it's crazy. Definitely. We, uh, you know, yeah, we built, um, you know, we built relationships there ourselves. Other people built relationships, you know, people formed groups that people that met at the lineup, you know, then they form a group or they form a band or they right. get married or they get married or have kids <laughs> have a relationship or you know there's all this amazing stuff that's happened throughout the past 10 years with the lineup yeah, and yeah. um and to your point before it was like um you know when people talk about underground underground hip-hop and independent hip-hop and all that stuff you know a lot of times is there's there's so much talented people and so much garbage in both you know in mainstream and in underground so it's like there's you know the the traditions of some of these shows like the lineup which we're yeah. following a, tra a tradition of um reminds me of Lurse's Lounge and stuff like that. Right, you know? right. Oh, yeah. Big shouts to them had, as well. So, and, you know, again, speaking of ruckus, but, you know, you had cats like, uh, you know, Quali and stuff like that going to these open mics at Lurse's Lounge. You had, um, you know, uh, um, the ones in Philly with the Roots crew, you know, like, yeah. there's like all these different people that uh, before they were known and famous or technically become mainstream in a way, yeah. Um, yeah. are going to these events like that. You know, it's definitely an important part of, of the culture and of the history itself, too. Yeah. I think it gets written off uh, a lot. And I guess you guys were a big part of it. Uh, and and that, again, that parlayed into a lot of the work that the band called Fuse went on to do. Always kind of politically minded in the, in the background in some of the uh, music you made. Uh, we've talked uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, some early uh, uh, you were playing music. You, were, you guys were rocking for uh, Raz Baraka. Uh, the mayor of Newark, uh, during his campaign, you were kind of helping as sort of artists, you know, uh, ambassadors for that, <laughs> for that yeah. campaign. And you would incorporate some of the, uh, these ideas into the music over time. Um, sure. did that at some point become sort of more the focus either as the band or you yourself? Uh, and then we'll talk about obviously Newsbeat changed that to here was something specifically for that, yeah, but exactly, that yeah. lane. But I, th I think, um, I think it was always a natural part, you know, like I think definitely throughout the years it became, maybe it became more, but you know, it's always been important and it's never been like a, um, it wasn't a conscious effort to be like, we should do this more. We should talk about this more or, right, this. Right. um, but, um, you know, speaking of, uh, Rasparaka, shout out to Rasparaka. And um, 
so his you know his father the late great amiri baraka was a uh you know a personal hero and mentor to x our guitar player in the band called fuse right um so because of that even before you know even when i would just know somewhat of amiri baraka it was you know through x and that we just started building a lot more writing some of our first some of the first band called fuse songs like love and war in the city was um was written it came out of conversations about organizing about mm. newark about amiri about you know uh ras baraka and the, you know his previous campaigns before he became mayor and stuff like that right um, so yeah so it's definitely always been it's always been, it. been been in the spirit of myself and the and the rest of the band you know in the, in the dna for sure yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, some years pass. We're rocking. We're hanging out. We're I'm DJing for y'all. Uh, I get this opportunity um, to produce and 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 help edit and help uh, co-create, but then produce and put together along with a fantastic team uh, over at Mori Creative Studios, a, a production company out on Long Island uh, that used to be the newspaper that I worked in when I was in journalism. Uh, and we got this opportunity to create and put together this news, uh, this podcast called Newsbeat. And Newsbeat's a really incredible blend of this. So when I talk about the work being done by artists, and again, there are artists who run youth centers and youth programs and go out and campaign for uh, officials and, uh, uh, you know, go out and speak about injustices. They're artists, you know. We see my son all the time. We see a lot of people who are hip-hop uh, that are out there on the ground. What was great about the Newsbeat podcast is that was a way for us to do it on the journalism tip, in, uh, infusing podcasts, report, uh, reporting, reporting on social justice issues, adding music to it, sort of like... Uh, schoolhouse rock in a way you know what i mean like you teach some concepts you bring light to some issues through music you weave a musical bed underneath which is part of what i do and then we said let's get independent hip-hop artists to come and spit lyrics that are uh specifically crafted for each one of these episodes it's a really hard concept for people who've never heard newsbeat to understand yeah. uh it's sort of like democracy now and black thought had a podcast baby uh but it's not like hamilton we're not rapping the news you know what i mean we're doing solid high level journalist reporting so we've have interviews shouts to rashad and chris from newsbeat the editors they're going to be on the show by the way to talk about this in depth we're interviewing folks like dr cornell west Rosa Clemente, Chris Hedges, real, you know, thought leaders and people on the front lines of uh, of of social justice issues, experts. We've had a bunch of people on talking about coronavirus and how it disproportionately affects communities of color, all these things. We weave it over music to set a mood. And then we have an artist come in and rap about the topic. You were our artist in residence. In fact, our debut inaugural artist uh, for that series to test it out on a series that we've now uh, on an episode that we call uh, MLK Jr. What They Don't Teach You in School that looks at the legacy of Martin Luther King and how he's often uh, whittled down to I have a dream and, you know, turn the other cheek and let's keep it moving. <laughs> you know, there's much more to the Martin Luther King legacy, the Poor People's Campaign him being assassinated in part for it you know what i mean that we delve into in this musical journey and again you showed you were proof of concept that you wrote lyrics specifically to uh exemplify this concept what is the newsbeat podcast uh meant to you oh man newsbeat podcast is i mean it means a lot to me it's it's 
I'm definitely a fan. Also, I, I always say of even the episodes that I'm not on. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, yeah you know. shouts to our rotating uh, cast of of uh, 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 we have another artist in residence. Shouts to Liquid, who many of us know. Um, shouts to uh, all the artists that have participated. We've had Rebel Diaz again. We've had uh, Rabbi Darkside. We've had Osiris Anthem. Uh, we've had uh, Napoleon, a legend. I don't want to leave out anybody. Um, so again, my experience with folks like you that are really brilliant, talented lyricists that, yeah, y'all could spit and battle and talk about, you know, all the rapidy rap things, but you could also put it, lend a really great perspective. So it's been writing about yeah. in, uh, issues like mass incarceration. Yeah, I think uh, the drug war that's been heavy sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I think it's been uh it's been crazy because um it's been really dope, you know, it's been it's been helpful and challenging in a good way, you know, because uh when I first started doing Newsbeat, I remember, you know, I've been already writing for years recording, you know, and touching on different topics, right? Not really having a a narrow narrow uh, um subject matter, you know. But um but once I started doing Newsbeat, it was like very very specific you know i have to write three verses about this specific thing this specific um, <laughs> like a, um issue social it's like, a, like a rapper book report and it yeah it kind of was it was like you know <laughs> e even though we got rashad and and then chris were like the actual journalists you know um i felt like i felt like that too i'm like i get my assignment i get the transcript of the interview sent to me i get the you know the music from you you know i get all these pieces and then start getting the audio you know so a lot of times i'll print them out on paper i sit there with the laptop you know I, I do my own independent research on top of that i'm reading articles and other things about it right. um taking right. notes down you know all that type of stuff so it's definitely like an assignment that you know something that i take seriously and um one cool thing was that the same way we were writing the songs, like I mentioned, like about Love and War in the City, the same way we would write these songs with Fuse, that was kind of almost gearing me up, training me for stuff like Newsbeat, because that's mm -hmm. the way we work as Fuse sometimes. If uh, if X, uh, again, for example, or even, you know, for Toast or, or Pocket, if somebody comes up with a song concept and they have maybe a riff or something and they'll be like, yo, I have like I have a lot of vision uh, for this for this record, you know, for this song. Um, so we'll sit there and have a whole conversation about it. You know, we'll email each other. I'll write a bunch of notes down, uh, you know. Is that kind of thing? So it was kind of cool to bring that uh, collaborative, uh, to collaborative, larger degree. But yeah, having that collaborative mindset going into Newsbeat, yeah. um, and and stuff that I've never written written about before, you know, somebody's yeah, concepts, like, and some of these that you may not even know known much about. I mean, exactly, and I get to learn more about them. Yeah, as I put these things together, because you know, for those listening, I, I basically assemble the music, I you know bring in the artist work, I edit the podcast. Um, so you know, I, I mean, you know, I. I make it sound good, basically. You, uh, you do a lot of things, like me. We both do a lot of things. But but the material, it's the social justice issues that we know about. We hear about mass incarceration. We hear about e-carceration. We hear about a lot of these things, um, but we don't necessarily know the, the, the nuances, the intricacies of it. The war on drugs, great examples, our second episode, but it was such a background information about Harry Anslinger in the 1930s and, and Billie Holiday and this, this, this uh, uh, movement against uh, black and brown people and focusing on the musicians. And, you know, you see all of that today. In the, well, you've seen it with Nixon, you've seen it with Reagan, and now you see it with Trump. You see it in these administrations hearkening back to this foundation that was laid back in the 30s. Yep. And just like uh, I do another talk, uh, when I talk about how hip-hop can hack everything and change 
you know, and do so many things, so many industries. And we've talked about how it has to do with history. I didn't learn about a lot of, uh, you know, when Karis one dropped, you must learn in, you know, 1994 and gave me, gave us all, you know, who didn't know a rundown of these amazing black inventors throughout history. We may not have learned that stuff, but we learned it through rap. We learned it through, through hip hop. That was what we got put on. So one thing is that we're relaying information to people and that's important. And we're doing it in this great way because podcasts are made for audio. Hip hop is really great with audio. We, you know, rap is very informative. You can pack a lot of words and a lot of concepts and a lot of perspectives. That's what we need. So we blend it together so good. By the way, we've won many awards for this, I have to say. That's true. So many awards. Uh, here's mine. I got mine. My, here's my, I got mine. mine. Mine's <laughs> upstairs. Mine's upstairs. So it's not, uh, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's, it, as you can see from this setup, we, we don't do things cheap. Um, but what's also great about it is that every episode at the end, and we've talked, we talk to experts, we talk to people who are actually in the field doing the work, people who run social justice organizations, we talk to them. So now you know what they do and what they advocate for. And then at the end of the most episodes, we give you a reminder, Hey, if you, if this issue touched you, if the movement to close youth prisons is important to you, if me too behind bars, in other words, the women who are being silenced and being abused behind bars we don't think about them during the me too movement if uh 400 years of state violence against black women is an issue you need to hear more about we've brought those issues to light we've spoken about them and we tell you what organizations are fighting that good fight so that you can actually do something about it it's not always just enough to like feel bad or have been educated about it but here's a you know we're giving it to you where you can go and do something and yeah. part of that is proven by your uh involvement with the project that's on your shirt um <laughs> the very fine organization the innocence project uh you did an episode of newsbeat called exonerated and broke if you could just let people know what that uh, episode was about and how that led you to work with the innocence project yeah that was um that was an early episode as well and it's called exonerated and broke so it's basically about uh, ex exonerated um, pe people who are who are who are locked up or incarcerated or who who are freed and exonerated because they didn't commit the crime they're free eventually because of stuff like dna evidence and depending on the state they live in um, they can get zero money or a little bit of money or sometimes more money. So, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, pat on the back. Sorry about that. We locked you up for 30 years. You didn't do it. You <laughs> right. know, good luck. You know, like, that's it. So, right. um, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of insane, actually. And um, so we did an episode about that. Uh, we had we had an exoneree on the episode. You guys also yeah. had uh, Rebecca, I believe you had a, an, somebody from Innocence Project. Right. And, and I and you had me rhyming the, uh, you know, doing the verses. And I remember, I think it was you who told me like, yo, what if you wrote from the perspective of, uh, of the exoneree, right? Right, and, right. And we kind of made that, like it told the whole story, first verse, second verse, third verse, you know, when you listen to the whole thing of, of that person, you know, of, of what they go through him. and again to have, but, we um, had alan newton and he gave alan us his experience yeah. uh and his experience you know being locked up for a crime you didn't commit spending i don't remember now 30 years uh, was it? it was 30 plus or 20 plus i don't remember but it was uh, a, a really large number of years in jail being exonerated telling a story free from his apartment like i'm you know it was amazing to hear and to hear what he had to go through to then get compensation from the city and the state uh for this clear violation um you know how they do folks uh but also 
some of the other stories that were told through the episode through media clips and through other interviews yep you actually were able to kind of take a little bit of all these things plus how you see the world yeah. as a as a person and really craft a super compelling narrative about what it's like i'm telling you that visceral kind of look from your angle it was one thing to hear alan go through his thing tell his story and then you kind of told everyone else's story you yeah know, it was kind of yeah definitely was you know uh, um i wasn't trying to tell alan's alan's story again right. like you said so it was like i took pieces from stuff that i heard him say stuff that i read about stuff from the news clips that you put into the episode yeah and yeah. uh and it almost made this I guess technically fictional character that I was speaking from, you know, right. But, but at the same time, it was, it was grabbing from all these different actual real life things that people do go through and are going through that are exonerated or that are incarcerated or that are exonerated and broke. Yep. And, uh, yep. and yeah, through that episode, that's how, um, innocence project reached out to me. We stayed in touch. Uh, it was almost about a year later, I believe that, uh, uh, became official and they, uh, I became an innocence ambassador for the innocence project. Um, so yeah, definitely. And that's something that they do. They have a bunch of, uh, celebrities and high profile individuals. Yeah. I, I was like me for real. No, no I'm, I'm <laughs> I was checking the list and it was like, you know, You're very uh, humble. Stephen Colbert. And, uh, um, I don't know. I can't name. I'm not, I'm going to forget everybody right now. Right. Some right. of the, some of the newer ones, Michael K. Williams, who I got to meet, uh, uh, he's an innocence project event. And uh, um, Nisi Nash, I believe now yet. So, you know, uh, there's so many people on there. And it's, uh, um, I mean, first of all, there's just that kind of cool aspect of like, oh, I'm amongst great company. Sure. But, um, but really, sure. it's, uh, uh, again, just, I, I, keep, I, keep, I keep saying that word, but, you know, definitely an honor um, just to be able to help out at all, you know, whether it's just retweeting, um, explaining it, coming on other shows and streams and talking about it, um, you know, getting people to sign petitions, spreading the word on on different causes and stuff like that, that they're doing. So they do amazing work over there. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for doing it. I appreciate them for making it happen. And I appreciate that we were able to help, you know, kind of connect those dots unwillingly. We had no idea this, that this was going to be a thing, but you know, yeah, who knew uh, for anyone who's just tuning into the live stream, we are talking live uh, on a stream. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. You summed it up perfectly. <laughs> With Silent Night, he's an artist extraordinaire and MC for uh, done a lot of work uh, over the years. Frontman for the band called Fuse, as we just mentioned, an Innocence Project ambassador, uh, and uh, and also the artist in residence for the Newsbeat podcast. This is Hip Hop Can Save America Live with me, Manny Faces. We're here live streaming Monday through Thursday at one p.m. Eastern. You can check us out on Facebooks and YouTube's and hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash live uh, wherever in the world you are these will also be transferred to our podcast feed so please if you don't get a chance to check in and check the videos you know uh, doing it this way please subscribe to hip-hop can save america wherever you subscribe to podcasts uh apple Podcasts, spotify we have a bunch of old episodes that are more traditional long interviews like this but you know not so off the cuff and uh uh and also new episodes, new bonus episodes like that dropping every Friday. So thank you. Shouts real quick to some people on the check-in. Shouts to Summer, uh, associate producer Summer of uh, of the Hip Hop Can Save America uh, podcast. Shouts to associate producer Cindy, who also helped put this live stream extravaganza happening throughout the entire month of se September. Uh, it, 
together and help me with booking. We have guests every single day, uh, except tomorrow, which is weird, but I will work on that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> of all the days. <laughs> um, time. There's still time. I know. Shouts to my folks uh, from EPI. Shouts to Lunik and Sean and Jenny and Jovan, all on the check-in right now. Shouts to Baba Israel uh, checking in on the uh, on the chat. And sh- shouts to you if you're tuned in and listening to this. I do appreciate you. Take a moment to share this real quick, just so that we could kind of spread the love a little bit, let people know what we're doing. Just share on your whatever you're doing, Facebook or what have you. And do note that the interview section, which you can see visually, but I'm saying verbally for the podcasters, uh, is brought to you by Funkadelic Studios, a longtime friend of artists all throughout the New York uh, City area. You see the logo here. Funkadelic uh, Studios has been uh, right in midtown Manhattan, been holding it down for artists, uh, recording, rehearsal spaces, recording studio, uh, live equipment rental. Uh, They've been doing it up for years. Uh, We've used them. Just I couldn't get uh, you couldn't have a great event in New York City or be a great musician uh, in New York City if you haven't uh, walked through those doors. Funkadelic Studios shouts to them. They have reopened post-pandemic crisis uh there's you know reduced capacity they are doing uh all the disinfecting and all the things they have to do top quality high-tech stuff so that everyone comes in as safe and secure so do check them out if you're an artist and you're itching to get back into the mix uh they are there funkadelic studios in new york city a proud sponsor of the interview section nice nice yeah shout out to funkadelic shout out to my bank a few people in the check-in too Oh, yes, indeed, man. Well, I figured they might be there, all like standing. I feel like they're all standing behind you. Yeah, they're all off camera. <laughs> Just we watch go everywhere together now. Yeah. So, Silent Night, once again, thank you for your time. Please, uh, let's let's talk real quick, and then we'll let you go about what you might have coming up. Uh, I know you just... Re- you're just releasing. You didn't release it yet. I, I think I'm ahead of the curve with this. Oh, yeah, you have a release. The curve. You definitely ahead of the curve. You have a release upcoming. Uh, of course, the Banco Fuse is trickling out stuff all the time. Y'all doing live streams. Tell us, everybody, what you're involved with besides Newsbeat that people can find out more and, and vibe with y'all. Word. Um, yeah, so I definitely have a whole bunch of music that I've been working on. I don't have release dates yet, but I believe there's at least some little uh, some treats coming soon. I'll just say that, but um, definitely a bunch of new music, solo music and collabs and um, band called Fuse. We're doing a monthly live stream right now. So since we can't do the lineup, uh, you know, it kind of transformed. We would do every, you know, every other week digitally, but uh, we're going back to the lineup kind of model. So we're doing second Saturdays, second Saturday. So September 12th, we the next one right on Facebook, band called Fuse, band called Fuse right on Facebook. Uh, yep. You can find us on all social media at band called Fuse. Um, I'm also doing, uh, we're doing record ride Wednesdays. Now we're doing, uh, every Tuesday at 5 PM during September. Also, uh, every Tuesday in September, I'll be live at 5 PM at, uh, Arts New Brunswick on YouTube. And it's part of the hub city music festival, which we're helping to raise money for Elijah's promise, which is a community based, uh, soup kitchen, mm. uh, um, soup kitchen is basically the, the short way to put it, but the short way to put it, but they do a lot of things, you know, they, they do a lot of amazing things for the, uh, uh, homeless and hungry in the city of New Brunswick and they, they need help. You know, that number is rising of how many meals it was something like last year, they served 800 meals and this year they served 8,000 so far, something wow. like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's every Tuesday at 5 PM. You can find all the stuff. I'm, you know, me silent night is busy on Instagram. Um, you know, silent night, silent K and AGHT, uh, of course, silent night with a K on everything. Um, yeah, that's, you know, 
that's pretty much it. There's a, there's a lot. You know, we both do a lot. <laughs> Thank you for also being an ambassador, ambassador of hip hop and uh, doing these uh, shows like this. Um, nah, nah. And, and, always, and always being a voice and spreading the word for real. I appreciate the appreciation. Uh, it's good to work with folks that, you know, like I say, I love, you know, hip hop, you know, music, culture, all aspects of it, even the stuff that we don't <laughs> always appreciate. We take because that's life. We don't like everything that goes on in life. We don't give up on life, right? We don't. I got a bunch of children. Like one is not as cool as the rest. I don't give up. No, I'm just kidding. That's true. No, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. None of them are as cool as baby girl faces. So they've all lost <laughs> since I've had her. Um, but uh, what's really uh, soul uh, ratifying, it's not the right word. Uh, what's really good for my soul is um, being able to work and do things like this. So I love telling these stories and sharing these stories. Shouts to Kyle Raps. For sure. Um because when you, like I said, we're talking about Newsbeat, we're talking about Innocence Project, you're talking about, you know, politics, you're talking about love and, and you know, in more in the city. You're talking about uh, Eliza's promise. That's it. This is what I'm talking about. You're one guy. <laughs> a pretty dope guy. Like, don't get it twisted. Not everyone's doing all the work you do. But there there are others. We we're part of a bigger picture. Absolutely. When it comes to social justice, activism, being an artist, activist, being on the ground, doing the work, not just even not just spitting about it, which is important, mm -hmm. doing the work in ways that they don't see and they're not going to talk about. And you won't be in the hip hop websites and blogs, which I don't even know what you call them nowadays, because then, you know, for, shadows of their former selves, but you're not going to be seeing it and you don't do it for that. For sure. And that's, and that's true. But you're doing point, it. Yeah. And, and, and going to that point too, is like, there's certain artists, even if, even if I'm, uh, even if uh, a certain hip hop blog posts my work, they're posting that song or that album. So even if it's like some artists don't even get the coverage, but then some right. artists get coverage for certain things, but you're right. shining the light onto those things. Like you said, those other things that they do, which is, which is pretty dope. Yeah. 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 And like I say, when you win an award, for the Why We Riot episode of Newsbeat, which details the history of civil unrest in this country's history. So that when you look at what happened, it was kind of done in response to Baltimore, right? Mm. Right? I can't even after, keep track anymore. Right, after Ferguson. Yeah. And then in, you know, Minneapolis, and then in Kenosha, like, it's still, uh, uh, it's still as, unfortunately, timely as, ever that episode but the point i'm making is that episode was so well done by all of us that it wins an award for best podcast best journalism podcast new york press club amongst other peers like the new york times and the wall street journal and bloomberg and ny1 that's groundbreaking stuff Mm. That's groundbreaking work where there's a news podcast that got music and rappers in it <laughs> and it's beating the New York Times. I'm not saying that for accolades. I'm not saying that because I'm patting myself or us on the back. I'm saying it because it's important journalism. It's got rappers in it. And we need to let people know that this is one way that hip hop does affect change. Yep. Can lead towards people getting inspired and motivated and uplifted uh, and, and then get into their local poli political, instead of just being on Facebook all the time, oh, I hate everything that's happening. And that's <laughs> we, we, cause we feel that way. We feel like we hate everything and we're so mad. I don't care really what side of the aisle you're on. F being fed all the information and disinformation 
I do care what side of the aisle you're on, but, <laughs> but, but being fed all the misinformation and, and, uh, and such, and just reacting to it is exhausting. It's tiring. And I know that some of us really want to do something. A lot of liberal folk or liberal minded folk or people that necessarily were on the fence or not really as engaged saw what happened with George Floyd. They got involved. They said, Hey, wait a minute. I had, I didn't know it was like this. How could I get involved? And then there's so much information on that. So what I love is that you're actually testament to how you can get involved on a smaller scale. You know, you don't have to follow the national organizations. You can find something local. Mm-hmm. You can work with, you know, your New Brunswick family. You can work with Newsbeat. Like it's local, but it's doing such important work. The Innocence Project is big and, you know, so you can do it all and find ways to do it. You, sir, are an example of it. Okay. Uh, if anyone wants to follow the organizations you're personally involved with, you can't do wrong by doing that. And uh, if you just want to take that inspiration from a man silent night and, you know, listen to some Newsbeat episodes, uh, listen to Hip Hop Save America, find some organizations that are doing great work and support them and get involved, uh, then I think this will have been a valuable uh, experience for you and me here today, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. All right, that's it. We did it. I think we pulled it off. Nice. All right, live and direct from uh, the, the 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 dungeons, the Van Call Fuse dungeons. Uh, it's your man, Silent Night. Once again, thank you, sir, thank for your God. time, and thank we will you, talk sir. again soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Peace. Peace. Love. Peace, bro. There you had it. You had the first episode. <laughs> Of Hip Hop to Save America live. SK, you're in the background. You're welcome to sit there and watch me stumble through the end of this show. Uh, but we are here Monday through Thursday, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on hiphopcasaveamerica.com slash live with this kind of show. This is what we're doing. I wanted to see if we could do it every day. And we're going to try to do it every day. Monday through Thursday live. Friday special bonus episode only goes out to the podcast feed. So please, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You can go to hiphopcasaveamerica.com and find it out. You can, uh, whatever podcast app you have, you can search for Hip Hop Can Save America. It's the only one with that name. Uh, And you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places. Uh, And then join me back here tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Sharp. We don't have a guest for tomorrow, but we will. Um, I'll bring baby girl faces out. We'll make it happen. The rest of the month is book solid. So we got, if you enjoyed this, you're going to love this ride. I appreciate you for taking the ride with me, trusting me with your time. I know it's the middle of the day. People got a lot to do. We went a little bit longer than I thought we would. First episode, we don't know what we're doing. Shouts again to the band called Fuse Fam, K Dez, Mr. Pocket. I see you out there. Michael Doggett, thank you so much. Uh, We'll be hearing more from you soon as well, sir. Uh, thanks to everyone who supported me all these years. Once again, super special shouts to associate producers, Summer McCoy and uh, Cindy. I appreciate y'all so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Manny Faces, Instagram Manny Faces NY. Wherever you're seeing me here, please stay in touch. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, comments, shout outs, praises, uh, donations, I'm so bad at this right here if you really want to contribute in a little way i know i'm supposed to do this more often uh but it's just it's hard for me i don't it's you know but it's necessary all this stuff takes money time uh you know these subscriptions uh assistance all the things if you want to support i do have a patreon account patreon.com slash manny faces any and all contributions go directly into these efforts y'all know me long enough i've been doing this since 2010 
2008, if you count the start of Birthplace Magazine, everything I've got goes into this. It's, it's as transparent as it gets. But if you don't, you can pay me forward by listening, tuning in every, every uh, live stream at 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday, subscribing to the podcast and sharing. Take a second right now as we wrap up to share this somehow. Please let other people know what we're doing. Uh, I think it's super valuable. And uh, if you ride with me, I'll ride with you back. So that's it. We're out of here. Once again, I will be back tomorrow, God willing, and for the rest of the month. Hip-Hop Can Save America, y'all. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, reach out on social media or go to hiphopcansaveamerica.com and contact us. And we will talk again soon. Jay Silent Knight, thank you so much, sir, for being our inaugural guest. And um, I do encourage everyone to follow up with all of the work he and the band called Fuse do, uh, the Newsbeat podcast, Elijah's Promise, Hub City Music Festival. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. Um, you know, he walks dogs. He plays badminton. He, I think he cleans up neighborhoods, uh, you know, all these things. Uh, but he's a great guy. And follow him on all the socials and be connected with him. Once again, thank you, everybody. I appreciate y'all. We'll be here tomorrow. Same many times, same many channel. Yeah, that's it. I'm kind of just stalling now. So y'all have enough time to go to the Patreon. But uh, okay, I'm out of here. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace and love. Spread the word. Let's keep it going. Hip Hop Can Save America, y'all. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com. Filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip-Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours.